0: Hi everyone, welcome back to the Resilience Key Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Corbell, and as always, I'm super stoked to be here with you today to explore yet another topic designed to help you channel your inner grit into personal growth. Thank you so much for listening today, and if you haven't yet, go ahead, hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of my future episodes. I release one on Friday mornings every single week. Also, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, I would totally appreciate your help. Go ahead, give this podcast a rating or share it on your social media, and that helps us get heard by more listeners. So this is episode 70, and I am back from a three-week break. And this is just a little reminder that yes, everyone does need a break from time to time, and it is perfectly okay to take some time off. I am sure I will be exploring that topic in a future episode. But for this week, we're going to pick up with the second episode in a series of three on self-sabotage. In episode 69, we explored how self-sabotage begins simply with our thinking patterns. And in today's episode, along with next week's, we'll be looking at some more outward manifestations of self-sabotaging behavior seeing how our thoughts affect both what we say and what we do. While these actions are outward, we may not even be aware of what we're doing. Self-sabotage is such a subtle, covert thing, and it tends to be more of a subconscious action than anything else. And in order to reverse subconscious programming, we need to first become aware of it before we can make changes. Today's episode is all about the words we use and how those words get in our way. It's one thing to say something to yourself in your head, and it's another thing totally to say those things out loud. Believe it or not, almost every single one of us speaks in self deprecating ways from time to time. Like I said before, we might not even realize we're doing this. It's extremely important to take control of our language as our words have great. Power. Words are like external programming. They tell other people how we think of ourselves, and they condition other people toward how they should be treating us. Words convey our potential actions, and if we set something in the works that becomes reality, well, let's make sure it's something positive, not something that gets in our own way. The first step in this process, like I said before, is to simply become self-aware. In the last episode, I presented this exercise of keeping track of your thoughts in a little notebook. Were you surprised by how many negative thoughts you have on a daily basis? I know when I did this exercise myself that I certainly was. And so for this week, I want you to spend some time being hyper aware of how you describe yourself to other people. What do you say about yourself to others? Okay, admittedly, Most of us don't go walking around making grand declarations of, I am so-and-so. And And that's not what this exercise is about. Instead, I just want you to be extremely self-aware of tiny little things that you say when you present yourself to other people. And I want you to be extremely honest when you describe yourself. Now, two extremes exist when it comes to this. One, and I'm guessing if you're listening to a self-improvement podcast like this, it's this probably doesn't pertain to you, one tendency is over bragging or overestimating your abilities. In the tattoo business, which is my line of work, oh my God, I have worked with a lot of people like this over the years. Oh yeah, I can totally do that. When the person in question has absolutely zero experience to back up that claim. Have you ever met someone like that? no matter what you present them with, oh yeah, they've got it, they can do it. If you're an insecure person, well, that might seem intimidating to you when you meet someone like that. But a secret? Extreme insecurity often masquerades as overconfidence. That person who seems like they've just got it might simply be covering up their own lack of experience and they just don't have the guts to admit it. That's one extreme second extreme, the second sign of self-sabotage in words, is constant self-deprecation. This speech behavior can come from all kinds of places. Maybe it's something a parent or teacher said to you when you were young. For me, it was this litany of things that other kids said to me in school when I was being bullied. Those soundtracks can really easily get internalized until we don't even realize that they came from somewhere else around us. And then we hear ourselves repeating those same phrases when we describe ourselves to other people. Okay, here's a ridiculous personal example. I am, okay, not a tall person by any stretch of the imagination. I'm five foot five, but I have gigantic feet for my height, as in, I wear a women's size 10 or 11. And when I was young, I got made fun of a lot because I had big feet. Because as an adult, that honestly makes me a little insecure. I often make jokes about it to other people, and I repeat the same words that I heard when people were making fun of me. But why? It's just simple conditioning combined with insecurity over my appearance. If you find yourself repeating things like that, from something innocuous such as my Bigfoot example to something more potentially damaging, you've got to figure out where that came from. Is it you or was it someone else? And ask yourself, is it helpful to say this out loud to someone else? Why or why not? Then before repeating words like this, I want you to take a deep breath and take a pause, reflect. Here are three things to think about that are signs you're using this type of language without maybe even realizing it. One thing to look for, do you often make jokes about yourself? Hey, I think it's good to have a sense of humor about yourself and to be able to be lighthearted or occasionally poke fun at yourself, but in the right circumstances. There's a fine line between humor and self-deprecation, and often, gross insecurity or trauma can get masked in joking about yourself. Is it really a joke? Or are you putting yourself down? Another personal example here, and this might seem trite, but it's actually pretty significant. It's something I've become aware of recently. Okay, I used to be a musician for a living for a very long time, and it's hard to imagine this of a musician. But honestly, I'm terrible when it comes to dancing. I... I always have been. I just don't possess talent when it comes to gross motor skills, whatever. It's not my strength. But when I was a kid, my own parents used to make fun of how badly I did in ballet dancing. And so I internalized that soundtrack. And now when situations come up that involve dancing, say like at a wedding or something, I tend to make these ridiculous jokes about my lack of skills. And then that draws even more attention to myself. It's like subconsciously I'm saying to myself, well, I'm terrible, so let's make it even more terrible and people will just laugh at me. But is that helpful? And really, why would anyone actually make fun of me? Are we, are we still 10 years old here? No. That's something, again, I've become very aware of in my own speech patterns recently. Is there something that you do to poke fun at yourself? Take a look at that this week. Ask yourself where it originates, and then ask yourself, why am I continuing to say this about myself, even if it's, quote, just a joke? Two, do you have a tendency to use black and white, always and never language? That definitely is a sign of self-sabotaging behavior. Think about it. You have a bad day, and you say to someone, well, things just never go my way. Something goes down in your love life and you say to your good friend, yeah, love, it'll never happen for me. Yikes, be aware. How often do you use those black and white terms in describing how the universe is treating you? Can you find an exception? When we say always or never, we program ourselves to look for always or never. We find evidence to back that claim up and we never even bother to try to find an exception but I guarantee you nothing in life is ever black and white. So take a breath, take a step back, and look for a tiny exception to that rule you just spoke out loud to someone else. Chances are, if you can be honest with yourself, you're gonna find an exception. You might even find many. Three, how often do you gossip about other people's actions? Yikes, right? Here's a secret. Typically, what you're saying about other people, it actually reflects more about you than it does about them. Yeah. Again, what you say publicly about others reflects your inner self. It's just a projection. So if you're focused on other people's perceived negative actions, chances are you're talking about something that you don't like about yourself. This one's hard. It's so, so easy to get caught up in what other people are doing or saying, and how you can possibly fix other people or control them, or thinking, oh, if they just followed my advice, no, stop. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Run your own race and mind your own business. Become aware of what you're saying and then ask yourself, what about this situation is reflected in my world? You might surprise yourself with what you discover. In short, Our words are a mirror to our inner world and a precursor to our actions in the outer world. And that's the topic for next week's episode. Because words have so much power, it's vitally important to take stock of them and use them wisely. I hope this episode was helpful for you today. If you try out any of these exercises, let me know, I would be really interested to hear about your experience. You can reach out to me through my website at stephcorbell.com or on my Instagram page at stephcorbell, that's C-O-R-B-E-L-L. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Thank you again so much for listening today. And until next week, remember, you're more resilient than you realize and you're stronger than you know.